Hello and welcome to the Learning to See podcast. I'm Jen Allward, your host, and today I get to introduce you to Jordan Connor of Holy Beautiful Life. We're going to walk through a really great art project and meditation that is all about what has worked for us. It's a gentle way of approaching change in our life. There's bonus tips in here about anxiety, Jordan's favorite movie clip, and so much more. We're so glad you're here. Hope you'll join along for the rest of this podcast, and also make sure to sign up for our membership on Patreon so you can get the whole write-up and her guided meditation. Well, today, glad you're here. Jump on in. Let's learn to see together. Welcome, Jordan. I'm really glad you're here today. Thank you, Jen. You've got a fun little activity coming up that you're going to introduce to everybody, but could you take just a few minutes to kind of say who you are? currently located in South Carolina. I do art therapy online as well as in person in Florence. I used to work at a mental health facility, but now I'm in private practice. Favorite clients to work with are generally women who are really struggling with their self-worth and Mm self-confidence. And I always say my specialty is emotions. Um, Pretty much every client I work with, it's either one of two things, either they're overwhelmed by their emotions Mm -hmm. or they have totally shut them off. And so I help women reconnect with those emotions in healthy ways. And we work through coping skills. And a huge tool that we use is any kind of art supply as an art Uh therapist. That is the modality um, that I use. But, you know, a lot of psychoeducation, like what are the things that work to, to help you reconnect with your emotions, even when you're just, you know, walking down the street or dealing with everyday life? Well, that's awesome. And then, uh, and then how did you get into art therapy? Like, how did that come into being in your life? Well, it's been um, about 10 years now. Um, I was working in retail management and found myself just realizing that I was in the monotonous sludge of life and feeling like, like I'm not super depressed. I'm not so anxious that I can't function, but why do I feel so uncontent, discontent, I guess would be the word I'm making up words. I do it all the time. It's helpful. Helps us explain what we're saying. Yes. Yes, exactly. I found myself in that place where I just was not feeling content with life. I felt like I was chasing after happiness all the time. I did have a relationship with God, but it wasn't at that point what it is now. But I realized that I was unhappy in the role that I was in. I was a, I was a merchandising manager and um, working really strange hours. And sometimes I would be, you know, called in randomly to do an overnight shift. And and at that point I had a young son one at that point, but that's when I started looking at, okay, well, what am I missing? And I realized I was missing that passion of creativity that I had always had throughout my life until that point. And yes, you could argue merchandising, you can do creativity, but it's not the same. I did a lot of research, but I found art therapy and I was like, Ooh, what is this? I had never heard of it before. When I realized that I could marry, you know, my passion of art and creativity with also this aspiration to be able to help people at the same time. And like, Hey, two birds with one stone, like maybe I could help myself too. So anyway, that's how, that's how I got into it. I just, I happened upon it while I was researching. And at that point I needed a couple of prerequisites. So I signed up for those and applied. And so, yeah, that's how I started out my, 
my master's in art therapy. And it was a great adventure. Loved it. Where was that school that you went to? If you look, South Carolina doesn't have any master's degree programs for art therapy. So I started looking at other options. And at first I was looking at, well, could we relocate? But through that, I figured out that there was a hybrid program. I went three times during the year to the on-campus program in Indiana. It was at St. Mary the Woods College. And then the rest of it was done online. Oh, that's terrific. That gave you flexibility because you can't always just uproot and go. Yes. Yes. Even though I was like totally prepared. I mean, I was gung-ho and ready, but, um, but it worked out because then we ended up moving around a lot in the last 10 years. Yeah. I always like asking kind of that journey because one, especially after the video I released this week for the series here is I was talking about planting seeds and how we have to like go into the ground or even talking about cocoons. Like there's this time where we think we're on a good path. We think we're doing what we should be doing. And then we start to feel like, constrained and like something's happening in that moment there's almost this like breaking and then finally you start to see oh there's a path kind of as you dug down in your research and you realize this is not how life's supposed to go and then you found yeah. out therapy like had never heard of it before and at the right time it came into your life yeah you're exactly right about that and like I even think about the sowing of the seed and then not not just that but like if you think about the chrysalis with the with the butterfly, when they go into their cocoon and chrysalis, they literally turn into goo. Like it's a disgusting thing. Yeah. And then they come out this beautiful butterfly. And I'm like, I mean, that to me, that's like evidence that like, there is definitely a God because who came up with that, you know? Right. And the trust, I know people go, oh, it's just instinct. They're just insects and animals. There's still a trust, like you have, they have to choose to go into that cocoon, which does not seem like a good idea at the time. No, not at all. Yeah. And then relating that back to like just being human in general and then making that decision to make a change is so hard or to pivot a certain habit. Those things are some of the hardest things we can do as human beings. Maybe we turn into goo on the inside too. (laughs) (laughs) There's a point. Yeah, I'm reading this book about surrender, about it's all yours, God. And she's talking all about surrender and that choice of like, you know, like a full surrender. You have to be willing to turn into goo. Yes. Get close enough to God and let him, because that he has to transform you. And it's, it's worth it, but it doesn't go according to the way we think it should. It doesn't always feel comfortable and doesn't happen as fast as we want, but eventually we get the butterfly wings. Yeah. It's almost like a daily choice. Like each day I have the option to choose to surrender or I have the option to choose not to. And that can be really difficult on some days or in some seasons. Absolutely. Oh, we could go on with this for a long time, but yeah, we <laughs> back because I know you have a really great art activity. And I think it's a great way to kick this year off is focusing where you have us focusing. And I'm gonna let you explain that to people because I think it's nice because uh, I was telling you earlier. So often we look at this kind of from a different angle, and I like the angle that you took today. So the supplies we need: journal, colored pencils, pen. Yes, maybe some lined paper if you okay. prefer lined paper when when you're journaling or what I like to call brain dumping, maybe a sketchbook. If you want to keep your art, maybe not. It's up to you. You could use scrap paper and then whatever kind of art supplies you like. So 
If you wanna do watercolor or paint, you totally could. I am one of those people that I am in love with just quick things, especially if I'm trying to do an art directive and I don't want to be so stuck on perfection, mm. it's much better for me personally to do something that is not gonna require a lot of like prep work. So I like to use my colored pencils and sometimes I'll even grab pen because I don't know, for some reason for me, if I, if I can't erase, then I'm like, well, there's no point in even trying. So I'll just draw whatever comes out. <laughs> and I'll make it work. Yes. The number one thing that I always share with my clients is, and really with anybody who's engaging in art, if you wanna gain some kind of, insight and get something a little bit deeper than just surface level aesthetic, you know, woo, it's so pretty. Then just allow yourself to approach any, any art without any kind of judgment, no goal in mind of like, I'm going to hang this on the wall for everybody to see afterward. That's why I like to use my sketchbook because then in my mind, it's like, okay, this is mine. I'm not, I don't have to share it with anybody if I don't want to. So just approach with curiosity and really just like a childlike wonder. I love the idea of journals. I got um, these, it came in a six pack. They're really yeah. cheap. I'll put a link of it. And it's, the paper actually is really good. I was drawing with permanent marker on it earlier and it didn't bleed all the way through. And I'm like, but what I like about it, the reason I'm saying it, and I'll put the link out is because it takes it, the preciousness off. Like if I get out a canvas, I'm like, well, now it's got to turn out. Yes, exactly. And it gets exactly. you away from that wonder and play. And there's something about play that is super powerful and that brainstorming and that sense of wonder and play and going through this imagination thing that you're walking us through today of what comes out unbidden? And I don't mean that to be like a dark thing or anything, but it surprises us by the insight that pops up. We I, aren't even trying hard. Yeah, absolutely. We are doing something that's a little bit familiar. We are looking at reflecting on the past year because we are in January. And I used to be that person that was like so turned off by goal setting. I was like, Bleh. but what has really helped me is approaching the new year with like intention and, and really just looking back at the previous year and saying, okay, what is it that worked for me last year? What is it that didn't work with me? And then how can I turn that into an intention for the coming year? I was in a yoga class um, and it was actually just a couple weeks ago. She brings in scripture, which I love. And the whole time um, she'll kind of like point you back to scripture and um, and back to really releasing and surrendering to God during your practice. And one of the things she said was, look at your, your past year, your 2022, and ask yourself, what is it that worked for me? And she gave some, some examples. And then look at what didn't work for me and how am I going to move forward, you know, taking this information and learning and gleaning from it. So for instance, Jen, what's one thing that maybe worked for you last year? One thing that worked for me? Uh... Well, walking the dogs is always good. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, so walking the dogs. And you can get like really specific with this. Like, well, what is it that, that worked with that? Was it getting my body moving? Was it being out in the sunshine? You can get really specific or you can allow yourself to just jot some things down. I like to split the page down the middle and then have like what worked for me, what didn't work for me and just go through and say, okay, you know, these, these things worked, these things didn't. And sometimes like 
little tidbits of things will pop in. So that's why I like to have the two. So you don't necessarily have to separate it and only look at what worked and only look at what didn't work. Let it bubble up and write it down on the side that it fits. Yeah, absolutely. And I really encourage people to, to start simple. Like, like what you said, Jen, like just walk on my dogs. It could be really simple like that. Or maybe it's something more in depth, like really getting committed to a Bible study throughout the year. Think about anything that worked for you. And then in the same way, look at the things that maybe didn't work for you. And for instance, one of my big ones that did not work for me this year was trying to potty train my youngest the same way that I did my oldest did not work. Not at oh, all. Oh, that sounds miserable. <laughs> it was miserable. And I put it on hold for months after that because mm. it, it was. And really the thing is I was trying to force it to be like it was with my, with my first son. So anyway, so any questions on the, on the journal prompt? I love that you start with the, what works and then just allow yourself to brain dump. Cause usually I look back and go, what didn't work for the year? And what do I need to change? And, but this is, it brings in that playfulness, like you said earlier. And even just like, as it comes, put on the paper and that brainstorming thing, like all of a sudden I have like six more things on my mind. I'm like, oh yeah, that really worked. That really made me feel like I could focus or feel better. So I'm excited to like actually write them down. I really do encourage listeners to be able to do is just to pause the recording and just be able to jot down a couple of things. And it doesn't have to take really long. It could just be a few minutes. that I work on with my clients is like brain dump everything out, no judgment, just allow everything to flow. And we move into a meditation to help ground them because after you like, it's, it's kind of like a word vomit on the page, then Mm -hmm. sometimes like reground and regroup in order to gain the insight that might be needed from the art. Cool. Yeah. So um, just to recap quickly, um, there's the, the brain dumping of what worked and what didn't work. And then you usually do like that second step is a little grounding meditation. And then where do the art supplies come in? Like with the watercolor. Yeah, that's that's where we're getting to. And I know sometimes it feels like, but it takes so long to get to that point. But it really doesn't, it doesn't take as long as you might think it would. But for the meditation and prayer prompt, it really is about kind of um, reconnecting to your, to your senses, thinking about a memory that you had in which you found something that worked for you. So for instance, you said walking your dogs. That's more of a long-term thing. Like it probably became a habit for you. So then it's about thinking about the consistencies within that. So maybe it's looking at, did you take the same path each day or noticing the, the facts around you? Like maybe even taking yourself in your mind on the beginning stages of your walk, or maybe it's the end of the walk. Like, like, a point during your walk that really made you feel content and whole and alive. Really focusing in on that, nailing down the facts. What color were were the trees and how did they change throughout the year? And what did you wear normally? And you know, what leash did you use for the dog? And then it's about connecting to the emotions with that. What were the emotions like while you were taking the walk and really tuning into the senses? That's when you might say, what did I feel in my body as I was walking? 
Um, was it about the energy? Was it about moving my feet? Was it about the breath work? Was it about the warmth of the sun on my skin? And just recalling that. And then even going as far as like, what kind of facial expression did I have while I was walking? You know, was I smiling? Was I content? Did I just have a content, relaxed look on my face? And then looking at what kind of thoughts would I have while I was doing this? Some people would say, well, I can't remember what, what I was thinking about. Okay, well, what do you think you might have, you know, been thinking about? Was it contemplating the day? Was it the joy of just being able to walk? Was it talking with God? And then my favorite part is that since you're using the imagination and the meditation, then you're able to take yourself into what is it that I might want to change? Like, even though this is a really good thing that worked for me, this is my imagination. So I have the authority and the ability to be able to change it in whatever way I want. So maybe it's well, my favorite time of year while I was walking the dog was springtime. So I'm just going to remember only the springtime while I was walking the dogs. Or maybe, you know, there's a particular time that, that came up in your mind that was like, well, that particular walk that day didn't work. Well, I'm just going to change that and say that I didn't run into that particular person and everything went fine. You know, you can change anything that you want. recap for the, the meditation, you're looking at all the senses, you're thinking about the thoughts you may have had, the emotions you may have had, the things surrounding you. And this brings you back into that moment so that you can reconnect to what really was working. And then this is where the art prompt comes in. So this is where you get to be super creative. You've already started the juices flowing because you've thought about what you wanted to change within those memories. And then you're looking at creating an art response based on all of these memories and even the brain dump that you did. What do you want to recall on the page? How do you want to respond to this? And it could be very emotional, very expressionistic. I think I made up that word, but, <laughs> but very, very ex express expressive. There we go. Here you are. So it could be very expressive and abstract, or it could be very literal. And so maybe it's like recalling an actual memory and putting that almost like a photograph on, on the page. And it's up to you on how you want to do this. Sometimes I go very emotional mm -hmm. and expressive. And sometimes I stick with the facts because sometimes I just want to see, well, what sticks out to me, you know, on the page. So this was my example. And it was just a memory of actually taking time to sit down and read scripture, take some time with God. I always had a cup of coffee with me. I love to be able to see outside, see nature all around me. And I changed things. So once I got there, I was like, well, you know, I don't have a purple coffee mug, but I really want one. So I made it purple. So in the art prompt, it does not matter how you engage. It's just about seeing what comes out on the page. And I did it in my sketchbook so that I didn't have to share it if I didn't want to. And then I have some reflection questions. But before I do the reflection questions, do you have any questions? Yeah. So when you're talking about, you look at what works, what didn't work, then you get to go through your five senses in the, in the meditation and prayer. And then you're like, what can I change? Are we trying to figure out like, change to make it better and try to be more intentional about bringing those things in or like what can you tell people a little bit more of what that goal is in that 
what would we change? Yeah, sure. For this particular prompt, I think it's more about really engaging in the creativity of understanding that our minds have so much power and being able to change things within our minds is an ability that we have that we don't often think when we have memories of things, especially if it could be something that's very stress-filled, we will run it over and over and over Mm -hmm. again. And so by taking a very gentle memory, something that has very positive energy throughout it, And then noticing that we can even change that, that allows us to realize that we don't have to continue running that same memory over and over again. We have the ability to be able to get creative and to change it and whatever power the mind clings to. So even something as simple as changing the color of the coffee mug, because I like the color purple. So it can be really powerful to recognize that in the process. So while we're kind of engaging in this fun thing and we can be a little extra imaginative, it's also a good practice, it sounds like, for when you are starting to stress out or having some unpleasant memories come up, that we don't have to repeat it and repeat it and repeat it in the negative way. We can start to take the power out of it. Yeah. And while it still happened, we can't imagine something away completely. We can lessen the impact on our emotional status of that memory. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay, cool. I love that. Make sure I was like, catching that, comprehending that accurately. Yeah. So this is a fun exercise to do in January and take an imagination journey of what worked and then a little grounding meditation. We want to give everybody time to really drop into that creative zone. activity and you've done your brain dump, you've gone through the meditation, you've created your art response, which hopefully you were able to play a little and, um, and just get it on the page, be, be able to see it. A couple mm-hmm. questions just to ask yourself is when you look at your artwork, what stands out the most to you mm-hmm. as an observer, what can you learn about yourself from your art? And then where can you find the presence of God in your art piece? And what do you want to take away from from this particular practice today? Those are great. And I just want to do a disclaimer on that too. There's not a right or wrong answer with any of this. So it's just about allowing yourself to explore. Absolutely. Well, and I think people will be surprised if they just answer those four little questions. The whole thing is fairly simple if we let it be and not get too worked up about what's what we create because it is just for ourselves. It's about bringing those insights to the surface and seeing. That's why I titled this Learning to See because we're learning to see a different perspective and how we choose to go forward I with love that. So those are great questions to kind of get the wheels going in those directions. Yeah. And you can do that um, with scribbles, honestly, like patches of color can bring insight from those questions too. Yeah. Thanks I agree. so much for sharing all that. Yeah, thank you, really Jen. Excited. Thank you for having me. It was fun. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you're welcome. In the write-up, I'll have all the links to your social medias and how people can get in touch with you. Yeah. Just to end on a slightly silly note, you mentioned in your bio that you are a movie quoter. So do you have any favorite movie quotes <laughs> <laughs> to share with us right here at the oh, end? Oh, gosh. Now you're putting me on the spot. <laughs> 
I have a movie quote in general. More it's like about the ideas of movies. Like one of my favorites to talk about is Inside Out, hands down. Really it's about that, the insight that's gained whenever sadness is like touching the the memory marble things and joy is like, no, don't touch them. You're changing them to sad. Now they're going to be sad memories. And then the realization after the whole story, which you'll have to watch the movie, but yeah. uh, the realization that there couldn't have been the happiness and joy if she, if Riley, the main character, had at first experienced that sadness mm-hmm. and realizing that memories, especially as adults, like as we grow, we realize that we have so many complexities within our emotions. Like we can have 20 different emotions happening at one time. And just being able to see the visual process of that on the memory marbles within the movie is just, for me, it was like the light bulb goes off. Like, oh, now I get it. Yeah. I love that in part two, that they're mixed and it's okay. Yes, absolutely. Well, awesome. Thanks so much. Thank you so much for inviting me on. Yeah. Have a good day. You too.